Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Please turn in your Bibles with me to Psalm 30. We're going to read verse 5. The Bible says, For his anger is but for a moment, his favor is for life. God is saying there will be more testimonies about my life than the test. More testimonies than the troubles. <laughs> he says that his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night. <laughs> but joy comes in the morning. Shout that with me. Joy comes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You've you got to understand that when we are in here, we are not in any tear. We are in the, in the embassy of God. No, you got to understand that. When you are in here, you are in the embassy of God. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, we're going to read that quickly as well. Luke chapter 2, we read from verse 8 to 11, and then we trust God to link this together. He said, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone all around them. They were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. The thing, the good thing God is doing in your life will affect other people too. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a savior who is Christ Jesus. Who is Christ Jesus. Father, once again we thank you. We bless your name because of your glory that is here. No one will share your glory. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your protection over us. Lord, we thank you for the word that you have given to us this morning. We ask you that you will help each one of us to understand what you are saying to us. Help me, Holy Spirit, Lord, to communicate your word. I cannot do this without you. Help me, Lord. In the midst of all the confusion and distractions and the various things pulling one's attention, help me, O oh God, to speak your mind to your people. Amen. That will not be my idea. It will be your word and your will. Thank you because at the end of these, every one of us will be thoroughly furnished, encouraged, edified, illuminated. Your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. For a few minutes, I'm ministering on the light that changed my darkness. The light that changed my darkness. The passage we read before us tells us that that's something called glory. Glory came upon a people who were in a darkness, in a dark place. The word glory in Hebrew, actually we know it means kabod. That's where the word Ichabod came when glory departed from Israel. Kabod means weight. Means a sense of awesome weight, worthiness. And in terms of God, he also comes with his reputation. That when God's glory shows up, God's reputation is on the line. God's power is present. 
You don't see the glory of God without seeing everything of God being present. And so the Bible says in the midst of darkness, glory came. If there was a time we all as children of God should pray for the glory of God, it must be now. Glory shone all over the place. And the Bible says that these folks here were afraid. That word glory, the New Testament uh, in Greek translation, it means dozer. Same word, the Bible says that these angels, when they showed up, they brought that. I believe that no matter who is absent at your dinner table this year, glory will be present. <laughs> so COVID or not COVID, no matter how dark or whatever you see outside, my prayer with you, our agreement together, is when we talk on phone, when we text each other, we will be talking about the glory of God that is present. In the name of Jesus. There are three things I want to quickly mention and we will wrap this up this morning. About this passage. That is the situation of this story. The situation around this story. And I see a lot of this also that we can learn as to the situation we found ourselves. The situation around the first Christmas week. We have to look at it together. Because this Christmas that we are going to see tomorrow or whenever that is a few days. It's not just going to be a thing that happened one day. It's a, a narrative that kept changing. Or people bought tickets. People planned. People did shopping. They thought, okay, government's giving us the idea how we're going to do this so we understood it. But it changed. So we want to look at the situation around the first week of Christmas. Now for Joseph and Mary, it wasn't one that was funny. For Joseph and Mary, it wasn't the kind of way they had planned to spend their December. They thought they had things planned in their life. And when you're expecting a baby, you, you have your plans in place. Already they were dealing with the fact that the circumstances of the birth of this baby is kind of one. We just have to accept that's from Joseph's point of view. Because it's, it's a case that there was no such a thing like that before. And why would I think that COVID-19, many of us, of course, nobody around us, among us, have seen a thing like this before. But it's not in the first time. As a matter of fact, I think I watched a documentary recently uh, that's about the 1918 um, Spanish flu. And I want to recommend that to many of us. Actually, it's a good time for you to watch that as well. Because there are many similarities in what we're going through now to also what happened back then. The difference, probably I'll point out when I get there. But there are so many things happening now. There are many things that people are arguing about now. They argued back then. Everything. You just wonder how come we never learn from history. The situation around this time, the first Christmas, was one that the, the government made a decree and changed everything. It was a policy, a government policy that changed people's plan. The Bible said in this passage, it says, Caesar Augustus had told them, now I'm jumping over to, to Matthew. He said, Caesar Augustus had, he had told the world, all people all over the world to be registered. The census first took place while Quirinus was the governing was governing in Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to their own city. Everybody went back to their own city. People had to travel back. And I said to myself, imagine that happening today. 
If everybody here had to travel back to their own city, first of all, there would be some people say, but mom, dad, which city? <laughs> the only city I know. There will be people who will be trying to get flights, trying to get on board. Everywhere will be blocked off. There will be commotion. And I want to understand, back then they had their own kind of commotion too. But not only that, it's the fact that we had a pregnant woman who also had to travel to her husband's native city. So Joseph had to take a difficult decision. Like many of you are taking over this Christmas time. A difficult decision. Things we've never done before. Some of you may have done it before. Particularly those of you who normally travel for Christmas by yourself and your family. But many of us haven't done that before. Just to find us round about your Christmas table, you're looking at each other's faces. I wonder who will partake with me on that day. Besides Jesus. But that's what they had to do. He had to put a pregnant woman on a donkey to travel for about four to seven days. It was a four to seven days journey from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. And it was a rocky journey. It was one that wasn't their desire. And they traveled. And as I said to myself, one thing that must be at the back of our mind must be that one day we'll get to this place we are going. And I'm looking forward to resting my back. Because when you are pregnant at that level, I've never been pregnant except this one that's not gone yet uh, since we got pregnant the first time. But watch it. Um, don't distract me now. <laughs> but even we, the pregnancy that she carried, she will, by now she'll have bad backache. That all I need is to get somewhere to lay my back. I'm just looking forward to getting there. But before we get there, Let's talk about how bad the timing was for this family. The timing that this decree came out was really bad for their personal plans. One thing you should understand is, even though it was bad for them in their planning, in their own mind, God was using it. I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but everything that looks this odd around us at this time, even though it seems really uncomfortable, even though it looks inconvenient to you, I see God using this inconvenience for your purpose, for your plan, to back something great in your life. I see God bathing his plan. You see, it had been prophesied that Jesus will be born in Bethlehem. But here is Jesus Christ in Jerusalem. So God had to orchestrate things. He had to orchestrate things to relocate Joseph. So that the prophecy can come to pass. I see God doing something awesome in the midst of the mess. In the midst of the confusion that you find yourself this morning in the name of Jesus. He will use this season to birth his purpose in your life. It might not feel convenient. And that's exactly the thing. The timing of God is never convenient. Never. If it's convenient for you, my dear friends, you must check who is really speaking to you. The timing is always like that. It's the time you feel, ah, now I just want to enjoy myself. God said, no, I want to bless that person. Now I just want to sleep. God said, no, I want to pray now. The timing of God. So it was not convenient for them as a family. But now they just, they just had to agree and just obey the government and they carried on going. How many things we had planned to do this year? 
That we just have to obey the government. Many things you have planned to do. Many people had their special days, weddings, and birthdays, special birthdays. They had planned. This is the way I want to do it. But I want to understand that many times when this occurs, that is not your own making. God's purpose will still be birthed through it. So Mary was looking forward to getting to Bethlehem. Getting a place to lie down. She was probably hoping. And I could imagine Joseph, see, finally I'm going home. My cousin is there. Her family members there. People have not seen for a while. We are going to Babu with them. But by the time they got to that place, the people on ground had got their bubble sorted. My dear friends, everything that you place your confidence in man will always change. When your confidence, when your plan is completely man, it is subject to change. And so, the Lord changed again. And that's exactly what Mary discovered. She got to Bethlehem and she found out that there was nobody ready to take in this Mary and Joseph and the little baby. There was no room for them in the bubbles. So they decided to form their own support bubble in where? In a manger. So let's quickly join our friends, the shepherds, as they were by themselves on a very dark night. For them too, it wasn't a pleasant night. It didn't start with dancing. Their night did not start with angels busting in the air. They were in the fields. They should be resting, but they were watching in the night. They were watching their investment in the night. Now, what keeps you awake in the night means something is wrong, not going very well. They should be sleeping, but they were not sleeping. There are people that, who right now, they have gone through a year of lack of sleep. Because they are watching their flock in the night. There are people who, there are parents who have been in a hospital or at home and their children could not be admitted into the hospital because they were not priority. But not being priority does not remove the pain they are going through. Now some of you that have had toothache for a long time. Now you couldn't see your dentist or have some kind of health condition. You couldn't see your doctor because you are not priority. And these shepherds were by themselves in the night watching over their flock. But they didn't know that weeping may have endured for a night. Joy is coming. I said joy is coming to somebody here in the name of Jesus. So the shepherds in the night, it was a night that was really silent. It was a chilly night. It was a night that was serene. It was a night that didn't seem like any good thing is going to come out of this relationship. It was a business that you could have given up on. It was a kind of lifestyle that you understand as is ever going to get better. But because God showed us by the pattern of sending his son in a time that didn't seem normal, I said change is coming. And so we find out that the birth of Jesus Christ changed the narrative for everyone who is actually lonely, anyone who is actually depressed, anyone who is struggling with a thing that they are wondering where is this thing ever going to come? Sometimes sin places us in positions where we find ourselves in a desperate and in a dark place. Sometimes circumstances of life put you in a desperate and in a dark place. Sometimes the things you put your hands into, the investment, the relationship, whatever it is, Puts you in a place where you are dark and you are just wondering, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. 
But I see angels in your cloud. I see God descending through the cloud and good news coming to you where you are. You know, there are many people in the Bible that found themselves exactly like that in the dark night. Acts tells us in Acts chapter 27 about Paul and his traveling colleagues. And they were sailing, but they got into a very bad storm. The Bible says in verse 20 to 25, is it now when there was no sun or stars? No sun or stars. How can there be no sun or stars for many days? Think about it. You think that no matter how dark it is tonight, there will be light in the morning. But in this case, no sun or stars appeared for many days. No small tempest beat on us. The Bible said that all hope that we will be saved had finally been given up. All hope that we will be saved have finally been, we have given up hope that this is never going to happen. This COVID is never going to go. Life is just going to remain like this. Things just going to stay like this. I've lost my job, my career. Things are never going to get better. They have given up all hope. And verse 21, the Bible says, but after a long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, may you have the grace of still stand. The Bible says that Paul stood in the midst of them. He said, man, you should have listened to me and have not sailed from Crete and incurred all this disaster and loss. Now I urge you to take heart. What needs to happen at this season? In this time from you and I on your social media should be messages of encouragement. He said, ah, I know we have missed it, but I urge you there is still hope. This plague will pass. He said that, and I urge you to take heart, for there shall be no loss of life among you, only the sheep. For there stood by me this night an angel of God. Isn't it amazing in the midst of darkness? The angel of God cannot be stopped. The angel of God still came to his servant. No matter how far they were, there would be no light, no sun. But he who made the sun, he who created the moon, he is not able to be stopped by nothing. He penetrated the darkness. May God penetrate your darkness. May he come through to your household. May he come through to the hospital where you are, wherever you are listening to me. I say may God locate you there. You may be under some kind of influence. Maybe you are on drug or whatever and you think, well, mom can't see me in this condition. Dad must not find out about this. But I pray that God who created you, God who knew you, God who knows your situation, may God locate you where you are. Maybe your head situation makes you to be isolated one way or the other. No thing can stop the word of God. He sent forth his word. He healed them and he delivered them. I decree today, receive your deliverance. He said the angel stood by me. He didn't send a telegram. He didn't send something I cannot feel. I said he will stand by you in the name of Jesus. He's your advocate. Your husband may not know what to do. Your wife may not know how to say it. But may the counsel of God come to you. Your best friends may not even understand you. But there is a friend. No better friend than Jesus. Let me run quickly. So the Bible says, this Paul, he said, this angel stood by me by night. He's the God whom I belong to. I belong to him. 
When I can't get to my sanctuary, when I can't get to my local tabernacle, I understand that is a God who is the God of all tabernacles. I belong to that God. May you never lose your identity in God. I may be bumping around on this sea, but God is here with me. He said to me, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. I said you will arrive at your destination. Listen to me, my friends. Every one of us must understand that as we are getting close to a new year, this is important. Have a destination in mind. Have a goal in mind. Where is God taking you to? And now when you understand where God is leading us to, you keep on putting it before God. I may be slowed down. I may be deterred. But I'm saying I'm getting to my destination. You will stand before Caesar. And indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. So much to say about that journey. The Bible said in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And those who dwell in the land of the shadow of death. Upon them light has come. I could stay on the circumstances around this unusual Christmas. Unusual dark time. But I want to move on to two more important things. The source of the change. So we found ourselves in a time that seems, seemed quite unusual. But a change came. What was the source of the change? Now in the year that I've seen so much pain and fear of the pandemic, it seemed that the arrival of the vaccine could be seen like the source of change. It could be seen by some as a light in the darkness. Maybe, maybe not. There will be people that actually will react negatively to the vaccine because there was not enough time to have tested all possible scenarios. Today, if you pick up any medication, they will tell you, if you are this, don't use this. If you are this, don't use it, right? Because those things have been tested for many years. Now, we are testing life. But here is the good news. There will be very, very few people that will fall into that category that will negatively be affected by it than the millions that will be saved by it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So in leadership, you consider, in this kind of situation and in science, you consider this risk factor. And I think it's, a, it's still an evolving thing. So if you feel, no, there is an agenda, there is an evil plan, then we're never going to come out of this same old story. Am I making sense to some people? So is it a light in a dark night for some people? It's a yes for some folks. Oh, Pastor, so where do you stand? I'll tell you where I stand. I stand on Mark 16, 17 to 18. And what does it say? It says, and this sign shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. When they take up new serpents, take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. Are you listening to me now, somebody? And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If I have to take the vaccine, I will bless the vaccine. That's where I stand. I'm not recommending that to you if you don't know this scripture. If you don't know this scripture. Because I believe that we are where we are because we trusted the signs of certain people before us. 
If anybody thinks differently, the Lord be with you. Now, let's go back into scriptures. But I hope that helps somebody. Because many of you have been asked to take the vaccine already. And you are thinking, is it the devil? Is it not this? Whatever! That's what it is to me. I have no problem in the fact that they found it so quick. I celebrate science for that. Do we have to wait 15 years before we come out of this mess? Or do we have to allow more people to die in 2021? Listen to me. 2020 has been hard. But 2021 will have its own challenge too. Why we have been confessing we are post-COVID. We are still in COVID, but we are professing it and prophesying it. So what is the source of my change? The source of my change is the Lamb of God. He came to take away my sicknesses. He came to take away my darkness. He came to take away my confusion. He came when I had no clue what to do. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 29, it said, Behold the Lamb of God. He that takes away the sins of the whole world. May the blood of that Lamb be upon your household. In the name of Jesus Christ, may it take away every symptom of COVID. Every sign of it, whether there's a new variant of it or another one or whatever it is, may God take such away from your care. The Lamb of God. That's the one that brought about my change. He is the source of the change in the night. The, 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 the shepherds were in their dark place. And they didn't know what was going to happen through the night. But Jesus, the Son of Glory, came. He was born on that night. And the Bible said the angels came down and they sang. And light shone through their surrounding. And the people who actually lacked purpose... And people who didn't know what to do that night, they discovered the direction of their life. The Bible said in John chapter 20 verse 21, so Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, also I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Part of the grace of your change in this season is embracing what Christ came to give to us. The power of the Holy Ghost. So that you and I can step into that places. And we can minister the same to all the people. As I close this morning, what is the scope of this change in my life? What is the scope of the good news that the change brought? How, how important is it? What is the scope of this change, my dear friend? The scope of this is so much wide, so much great. Just like the darkness was all over the land, so also will be the good news all over the land. The Bible said, I brought you good news, good tidings, which are before all people. All people. I love the word all people. It shall be for all the people. People of color, people of no color, people black, white, people tall, short, people who are, whatever you are, Bible says, all people will have this good news. There is a vaccine that is blessing all people this morning. That's what we are offering. It has no negative reactions. It is suitable for all people. It has seen any kind of condition that will occur later. And is suitable for your situation. The source and the scope of your good news is such that when you embrace this light into your life, 
There can be no darkness that will stop it. The Bible said that this light dwells and the darkness cannot comprehend it. He couldn't even stop it. It's good news. It's the day of good news, friends. Amen. It's the day of good news. He is the cup that will not run dry. As I round up and I invite the choir up to join me as we sing the bread of the Lamb of God. I want us to just rise up on our feet and begin to celebrate God for the lights in the dark place. He is the one that brought that light to you. He is the one that brought the light of God into your situation. Jesus Christ is the light. Jesus Christ is the cup that will not run dry. He is the lamb of God. And I want to behold him not as a baby, but behold him as the lamb of God. I thank you because you are the cup that will never run dry. I come to you with thanks, with appreciation. Be glorified, oh God. We worship you. We exalt your name. Behold the lamb of God. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44-208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.